Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Gay With God podcast, a safe place for us to share our stories and support one another. How long did we know? What challenges did we face? Did we lose our faith? When did we find our way back home? Or are we still searching? The stories you hear on this podcast will melt your heart and strengthen your belief that in God, all things are possible and you can be authentically gay with the God of your understanding. I'm your host, Midge Noble, and I am very honored that you are here. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Gay with God podcast. I'm very glad that you're here, and I'm hoping that you had a nice Thanksgiving break with family or friends or friends that are family, however you identify the group that you may have celebrated with. And for those that are grieving, let's pause for a moment and just remember that showing up is sometimes enough. And I know it's hard. In my own family, we are definitely dealing with loss and grief this Thanksgiving. We had not only my mother-in-law to pass away this past year, but our beloved Mona Bell uh, died this past year. And it has been a very difficult time to get things back into gear and to try to work through that. Because as we've talked about on this show probably before, grief is a stackable emotion. And you can stack so many losses and grief issues on top of each other so that when one happens you go back and start to grieve from the beginning of those losses and you're coming back through so grieving the current one is sometimes stymied or stuck until we can regrieve some of the others you feel the feelings but it's sometimes muted and sometimes stuck in just the lack of energy that it takes to get through so much grief. So the topic today, because my guest was not able to come, and I decided that I wanted to do this important topic, and that's staying grounded in grace through the holidays. And what I mean by that is we have to have some stability to get us through bad times whether that is our own internal resilience that we're just born with if it's resilience that we have learned from a workshop or from some other person or it could be that we're grounded in the faith of knowing that we are never alone and that we are with the God of our understanding through the hard times And as we are going now through those seasons of Thanksgiving and family time into Advent and then into the Christmas season, that's a whole lot of getting together with people who may know that you're gay, who may not like that you're gay, who don't know that you're gay, and you're not ready to tell them that you're gay, or however you identify on the spectrum. So if you are LGBTQIA+, and you are struggling with family time and your authenticity, I want you to take a deep breath right now. Seriously, take a deep breath. Blow that breath out. And just give yourself some grace. You do not have to be everything to all people. And you can stay in that space of quiet 
If you need to stay quiet around your family members, you can stay in that space of just being authentic and naturally having conversations and watching their shocked face or their dismay or their abhorrence toward you. You can do it any way you want to do it, but give yourself grace and stay grounded in what really feeds you and helps you to feel safe. Feeling safe is the most important place that I want you to land. I want you to be safe wherever you spend your holidays. And if you're not safe going home and being authentic, then you'll need to make the decision whether to go home, to spend time with the family of your choice and your creation, and feel safe, and then deal with the feelings that are going to come up about not being home. So which way do you feel more comfortable is what I always say to myself. How am I more comfortable dealing with the guilt of not doing something I feel obligated to do or even something I want to do, but I feel guilty about knowing that it's going to be hard for me. I love my family. I always have loved my family, even when I tried to hate my family because it would have been easier for me personally to just disengage from their homophobic thoughts or their lack of understanding of the religious concepts that I was beginning to understand. So it was sometimes hard for me to go in and it was difficult to stay authentic. When I would go home for the holidays or a birthday party, I always felt on edge. I always felt like I was overcompensating, being too silly or too distracting to try to not deal with all of the feelings that were trying to come up, those authentic feelings of calling somebody out on a homophobic joke or saying that's uncomfortable for me or you're not hearing what I'm saying. All of those things were trying to bubble up when I was just trying to ignore it so that I could stay above all the hassle and the problems. So it is a very, very difficult time for us right now as you know, members of the LGBTQ community, and especially with our families during holiday seasons where you feel the tug to have those hallmark moments and you want to go back. But if we were honest, did we ever have those hallmark moments in our families? And for those of you who did, I'm very happy for you. And for those of you like me who didn't, let's give ourselves some grace. Because we're going to feel angry at those Hallmark movies sometimes. And we're going to feel angry at those Hallmark commercials where everybody's happy and getting along and everybody's there. And even those commercials that have diversity in it now. And we're so excited to see that gay people are in the, the Hallmark commercials and we're actually looking normal. <laughs> and not some kind of weird person off to the side. So I'm so excited that diversity is coming. But then when we look at those and we think, well, we didn't have that either. So we didn't have the traditional Hallmark commercials where the families that all looked heterosexual and white got together. And we did not probably have the Hallmark commercials that had the gay member of their family with their boyfriend or girlfriend or partner coming into the family holidays and being accepted as if it's a no-brainer and no big deal and that it's always been that way. I really want you to be able to identify the feelings that you're having and feel those feelings for a little bit. Allow yourself to feel the anger. Allow yourself to feel the disappointment, the sadness, the anxiety, the dread, 
the the feelings of unsafety. I want you to feel those feelings and then I want you to make decisions based on where you're comfortable and what you can do to stay comfortable if you choose to go in or if you choose to stay home or go to a celebration with friends you feel like are your family. So let's talk a little bit about being grounded and staying grounded in grace through the holidays. So what that means is that we are going to give ourselves a break. And we are going to make sure that during that break, we are going to do what feels uplifting to us. And one of the things that I'm working very hard on is continuing to deepen that relationship that I have with the God of my understanding. So in preparation for that and to go through the holiday season, I bought a book by Richard Rohr called Preparing for Christmas, Daily Meditations for Advent. And he has a collection of scriptures and thoughts going all the way through Advent season and ending on Christmas Day. So I am going to be going through those reflections and meditations each day. And our Advent season starts with the first Sunday in Advent for us is going to be December 3rd. Now I really look forward to being able to have a moment of silence that is specific to a meditation on the Advent season, which I believe will continue to develop that deeper relationship that I'm always seeking. The other thing that I'm doing is the daily office. And what that is in the Episcopal Church is a selection of scriptures and prayers for each one of the daily offices. So you have the the morning office, a noon office, and the evening office. And so in the morning, we'll do scripture readings for the Old Testament and the New Testament with some canticles in between and psalms. And then in the evening, we do the gospel reading with some more canticles and a psalm. And that way, it kind of takes you through the day. And I love being able to pause in those moments and have a time to reflect and to learn more and also to be able to offer prayers up for folks that I've said, oh, I'll pray for you. And I do. I put those on a list of prayers that I'm offering up for people specifically and people globally. There are people I don't know, but I've been able to broaden my belief about how I can pray for people who I may not specifically know their needs, but allow that prayer to be open-ended to anyone who is in dis-ease in their mind, body, and spirit. And that includes people anywhere that I may not know about in this moment, But I intentionally put it out there that if there are other people out there, then those prayers for their highest and best outcome is something that I want to offer. Since coming back to church, I have noticed that I feel safe there. Now, when Father Joe left, I was feeling a little unsafe and uncertain because I didn't know what was coming next. And my old fears and wounds started to prickle up and I needed to work through those and I continue to work through those. But I do feel very safe at the parish where I'm at 
overall. And I feel connected there. And I love serving there. And so being able to give myself in service to God by serving my church, whether I'm reading scriptures, whether I am helping to serve Eucharist, no matter what it is, if I'm able to show up and give of myself and receive back from others who are giving during service as well, then I am in a place where I'm grounded. And I've come a long way at giving myself grace, just in general, by the times that I mess up. And it is still frequently that I mess up. (laughs) I either forget to close the altar gates after I give the offering to the priest, or I will read something and lose my line and, and maybe have to stop and go back. The best time I had to give myself grace was when I was reading the litany of healing for the Wednesday service, and you open it up to people to name aloud or in their hearts and minds of people they want to pray for, and then we read the list of our own personal family members from the parish that are on our parish prayer list for one reason or the other, and then you read the litany of healing, which is a call and response between the presider and then the congregation. So one day I was up there doing that and I started the opening where you ask people to pray for those on your hearts and mind. And I waited for a moment and then I just started the litany of healing and I didn't even name any of the people in our prayer list from the parish. And then I realized what I had done. And so at the end, I said, listen, guys, (laughs) you got to call out to me when I start to make a really big mistake like this. You know, I didn't even name our folks. So I want to name them now that we've, you know, gone through the litany of healing and now let's you know offer our prayers for our parish friends and so then I named all the people on the list but was that embarrassing well of course it was and I don't like making mistakes in front of people and I don't like messing up so of course I didn't like doing that however I have started to give myself grace and and understand that just like I would blow that off if someone else had done that and I wouldn't hold them to some high standard, I don't need to hold myself to an unreachable standard of perfection. And that's what we do when we don't give ourselves grace, when we beat ourselves up and we feel like we are just no good at all because we've made this error. We have not given ourselves the grace that we would give every other person which would be reasonable to not expect perfection from anyone else, and yet we often expect it from ourselves. So during this holiday season, I want you to really focus on giving yourself the grace you needed. And then what grounds you? Is it staying in connection with church activities? Is it reading scripture? Is it reading a meditation book where you get to stop and focus for a moment on words from someone else? Do you ground yourself in nature and perhaps you will go on walks through the woods or even around your neighborhood and take in the sights of the moon if you're out early enough or hearing the birds or just being in the crisp air of the season? that can become a wake-up call to thoughts that you may not always think, but you're giving yourself permission to think them now. 
to connect with your own inner spirit through journaling or reading a book that just fascinates you and gives you a laugh every once in a while. Do you feel grounded when you're serving others? There are so many organizations now who are desperate for volunteers, and that may be a place for you to be able to give yourself the grace you need to set aside the grief for a moment and be of service to someone else in that way, whether it be serving at a daily bread soup kitchen or helping out with a toy drive. I know that when you're feeling exhausted, it's hard to even make yourself get up out of the bed. So understand that I do understand that. I also know that when we have been grieving for a while, the one thing we sometimes decide to do is to stop what we're doing as far as the grief goes and just do something else. That doesn't mean that you're hiding your grief, but you're making a conscious decision to focus on something or someone else for a little bit of time. That gives you the space to practice resilience, that no matter what has happened to you, you have made a decision to not stop. You're going to find a way to offer your services to someone else through your grief, not separate from your grief. You're still grieving, but you're going to offer your service with your grief and be able to still bring some joy to someone else. And I can guarantee you that when you see kids light up or when you see someone smile as you're serving them food or whatever it is that you're doing as a service and you feel that benefit back, you will always feel that back because that's part of the gift of giving is that you receive and you receive the joy of giving yourself unselfishly. Resilience comes from not letting anything keep you down once you're knocked down. And we say knocked down, and then we also remember that anything that happens is a learning curve for us, and sometimes we become closer to the God of our understanding when we're in a crisis. Our nation has become more spiritual when there's a huge crisis, and sometimes that's a good thing, and then it's sad when it all kind of crashes back down to a medium because it is it can't stay high all the time. But when you're on that high-flying disc of service, you will always feel that benefit back. And you're building resilience because you haven't allowed the grief to, to completely stop you from being of service. I want to reemphasize that you are still grieving at this point. And so staying aware that you haven't covered it up or acted like it's not there. You're just making that conscious decision to serve and for a moment let the grief take a back seat. It's not going to disappear but it's going to take a back seat and you will receive a benefit from that. So play with that a little bit today and figure out how you ground yourself. What gives you stability and what helps you move forward? You know, many of us would never go back to work after someone died, but we're only given three days, <laughs> which is always astounding to me because that's not even scratching the, the beginning of the denial part of that. So 
we're we're forced back into to service if you want to use that word but we have to go back to work and some of us don't do as well back at work because we're not ready to come out of the fog of grief whether it's the loss of a family member or a friend or a pet however that is you know staying grounded means that we have to feel the feelings even if they're intense and then find a way to continue to give ourselves grace through all of that as well so when you're going on this journey of grounding yourself in grace that also includes the grief you are allowed to give yourself grace for feeling like staying in bed and you are allowed to give yourself grace when you get up to do something a little bit begrudgingly but you feel obligated or you have to do it because it's your job and you're gonna show up and not allow the grief to take over the rest of the day so when you're giving yourself grace give yourself grace both ways to feel the feelings and to say to the feelings basically you're on hold for another eight hours or however long you have to be at work I just heard you probably say I can't put it on hold I'm crying all the time and I'll crawl cry all the way through work and you might and so give yourself grace for that because you can't do it perfectly we can't just say cry now don't cry now that doesn't work and I can attest to you that when it bubbles up I can't stop it if it's gonna come it's gonna come so I know we've been a little bit all over the map this morning so let's bring it back into focus before we end this episode during the holiday seasons we are going to feel our feelings a little bit more intensely family issues don't get resolved through a family get-together most often it can also ignite more family issues during the holidays we can't control whether something happens or doesn't happen you can control how you respond so I want you to be acutely aware of what you're going into and what emotions you already have and what could come up for you Give yourself grace for choosing not to go into a toxic situation if you can avoid it. If not going is going to make it worse for you, give yourself grace for preparing to guard yourself for what you might expect could happen. Between now and any event that you're planning to have with family or even an office party wherever you're going that may feel uncomfortable for you make a plan as to how you're going to survive it will you have someone on speed dial that you can call if things get overwhelming and you just need someone to give you that extra boost to stay in a calm spirit what can you do now to get yourself grounded and prepared for any events that you will be in that are going to cause you some stress or some sadness and if you decide to go into a place that could be unfriendly or toxic for you I want you to be acutely aware of not overcompensating and that you don't have to talk more you don't have to laugh louder you don't have to try to ignore comments but in that space of uncomfortableness what can you do to stay grounded can you take deep breaths can you have a mantra that you've put in your head that you can say over and over to keep yourself calm is there a quote that you hold on to 
mine is usually all will be all will be well and all shall be well and all manner of things shall be well by Julian of Norwich a saint back in the day and so if I'm in a toxic situation or I know I'm going to go in one I'm going to start to keep that very present in my mind and it's going to be that button in the background running all the time planning for contingencies as to how you will leave that situation what kind of freedom you need to have so you might not want to be picked up by somebody to go somewhere because you want to have your own way to get out if you feel like it's too much and you need to leave just figure out a safety plan to get through the holidays if that's what you need to do the other thing is to is to start those grounding activities whether it is to reconnect with your time in scripture or if it's grounding yourself in coaching sessions or in some sort of therapy anything that you may need to do ahead of time to get yourself bolstered up and prepared so remember those grounding things we talked about replay this if you need to go backwards and see you know all the different ways that you can ground and make sure that you pick something that is easy to do and not overtaxing because you don't need a whole lot of lists of things to do but I do want you to pick something that you can do that gives you that grounded feeling of stability that you can go through something tough and still bounce back up and not allow it to take you down for the rest of the season. I will hold all of you in my prayers throughout this season for you to have the highest and best outcome in any event you find yourself in. If you do want to receive coaching from me prior to going to some of these events, you can find my link for coaching on my website gaywithgod.com you can also find it on this show page at empoweredmidge.podbean.com and scroll down to where you can see how to connect with me and my complimentary session is listed there and you can also find a link to schedule a session with me if you are experiencing deep trauma from your past and you would like to connect with the Wipeout Trauma course that Keith Brown does, there will be a link for that also on the show page. And in the Wipeout Trauma course, he will lead you through a 10-day journey to create a systematic and practical plan that you will practice daily so that you can begin to heal. And as a bonus, Keith includes a forum community where you can ask questions, get support, and make connections with other students. This is an incredible and practical course, and it's available for you now at a low price that you won't believe. So go to the show page to find the link for Wipeout Trauma. I want to thank you again for all of your support and how you share and subscribe to this podcast, and I appreciate your faithfulness. Check out our Facebook group, Gay With God, where we do a monthly Zoom group entitled My Faith Journey. And we are beginning the Gay With God book club. So if you have bought my memoir, Gay With God, and you would like to join us for our very first book club, that is this Thursday, November 30th. And we're going to have that at 630 If you are interested in being a part of that, email me at empoweredmidge at gmail.com and I will talk to you about how to get into the book club.
If you already have a book club and you would like to use the Gay With God memoir as one of your books and use the questions in the back of the book for your own book club, and you would like to have me zoom in at one of your club meetings and ask me personal questions about the book, I would be happy to do that. Just email me at empoweredmidge at gmail.com and give me that request and I'll see if we can't work that out. If you are listening to this podcast and are questioning whether you can be gay and be in relationship with the God of your understanding, if you identify as LGBTQIA+, are not even sure if you're gay, God has always been within you, and even when you didn't know it, you have always been gay with God. Thank you, everybody. Stay tuned to see how you can join the Gay With God community, and as always, you are loved. I want to invite you to become a part of the Gay With God community. How can you do that? Stay connected by messaging me your thoughts and comments in the comment section under the downloads of the show on the Gay With God show page. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen and share, share, share so we can increase our community outreach and be a light to those who are struggling to claim their faith. Consider being a sponsor so I can highlight your service in our community. We are all worthy of respect and a relationship with the God of our understanding. I want to thank you in advance for supporting this podcast. Together, we as a community will keep this show visible and our community stronger. Deep gratitude to my friend Tim McClendon of Tim McClendon Music for allowing me to use an excerpt from Interlude 4, a song found on his CD entitled Sundance.